Hi guys, and welcome back to my podcast. It's Jeja. What's up? Um, today I'm super excited to talk about our subject. We're going to be talking about a couple of mental health, um, a couple of mental health topics that we go through as teens and new adults, and how it's definitely taken a toll during this quarantine. I'm really excited to talk about it. Also, I have a special guest who technically doesn't really speak that much, but she is going to tell you guys a nice story of how she's been dealing with it. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, Yeah, so without further ado, let's get on to the video. Alrighty, so today's episode, I'm pretty excited to talk about this episode. I'm not really going to go in super, super depth with these two topics that I'll be talking about, but I will be skimming it and I'll be um, telling you guys my personal story about it and how this has, how this has definitely become a bigger topic that we do, do need to talk about definitely right now in this time. Of course, I hope everybody is staying safe and I hope you guys are staying healthy. Currently in my state, wherever you are, I know right now that I am practicing self-distancing a ton right now. Um, We have a stay-at-home order, so I'm just trying my best to avoid being outside in the public as humanly as possible. And, I mean, I hope you guys are doing the same exact thing, even though this can affect our mental health which is going to be what I'm going to talk about today. Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to go in super, super depth because of the fact that I am not a psychologist, nor am I a professional person who knows every little thing about it. I, if it counts, I took a semester of psychology, but I really don't think that counts. I'm just going to talk about my personal experiences with mental health, why my mom has told me about mental health. Um, there's just two topics in the mental health spectrum or men- mental health topic like mental health is the top of the tree and then there's little branches. There are going to be two topics that I'm wanting to talk about today. Um, I will go deeper in, like I said. Also, I apologize if you hear any weird background noises. That's me moving my hands because I am a very movie person when I talk, I guess. Alrighty. So first things first, I want to talk about what's been going on, which I kind of just covered, but not really. So right now we're in quarantine. We are stuck in our houses. We are either living alone. We're living with our spouses. We're living with our significant others. We're living with our family. Um, No matter what, it's such a tough time because, you know, let's say you live alone with your spouse. You see your spouse every day, but you don't see your spouse 24-7. And that's a new adjustment. You see your family every day, but I'm... I don't think you would see your family 24-7. So that is a huge adjustment where you're having to learn to really go about your everyday lifestyle while other people are trying to go with their everyday lifestyle. And that can really take an effect on our mental health. And I feel like teens these days aren't talking about this. But um, mental health is, is going down. And I know a few friends who are in my grade and they they openly talk about how this is affecting their mental health and props to them but I also know so many friends of mine who aren't saying anything and they're just saying well it's for the best it is for the best but is it for the best in your mind how can we take control of 
not letting our mind take over our life. So, wait, let me take that. Wait, does that sound good? I think it sounded good. Yeah, um, it sounded good. Okay, thanks, Gabby. Yeah, it sounded good. Guys, it sounded good. How can we take control of our life without letting our brain constantly interrupt it with negative thoughts and feelings? So, before I tell you how we can, I want to tell you how this is absolutely normal. Everybody right now is fluctuating with their mental health. They like people are taking this with gratitude and they are so happy right now. People are stressed and worried and they are not the greatest they've they've been. Some people have even gone to lengths to committing suicide and I hope you guys are not to that length. And if you are, please reach out and talk to me because no person should feel like they're so alone that they should just end their life. Um, this is normal though. The the feeling of feeling lost and not knowing exactly what will, will go on and you can't really grasp onto anything and there's so many thoughts and ideas and feelings running through your head that you can't really concentrate through it because you're just so anxious and you feel like you're losing everything because of the fact that now you're stuck in one place and your routine has been moved around and you don't know you don't know what to do and it's totally normal millions and millions of people out there do not know what to do I myself don't know what to do I'm sure my lovely friend Gabby here doesn't know what to do we all don't know what to do in this situation and we're all just kind of um picking off of each other and hoping that we can we can do it as best as we can so um for that it's totally normal when should we get professional help though because there are because we all will be struggling with some form of anxiety or depression or we're struggling with some form of um like mental mental process in our mind when should we get when should we get professional help? Well, I have two links. One is by thehelpguide.org, and then one is by Redbook, Redbook Mac. Um, usually, and I've talked to my mom about this too, whenever you're having anxiety and you're having attacks and it's affecting your everyday life. Now, this is definitely different right now because we're at our house, but it's affecting your everyday life to where you can't do the things you once could then that's when you need to take a step back and realize that mm, this has gotten kind of bit bad. I should probably talk to an adult. I should talk to a trusted elder. I should go to a therapist, a counselor. I should go to my doctor. It's, it's um I don't know. It's whenever you can't function on your everyday life because going from one part of the house to another is almost impossible or it going to a going to school is impossible and you can't do it and you're crying and you have this you have an anxiety attack that is definitely when you should definitely get help um of course like I said anxiety is normal so everyone has anxiety people don't want to admit it but it's true anxiety is normal and that's totally fine to have it because that is our normal body process, how we realize this isn't good for me. I should back up. I'm not going to do it. It's that gut feeling in a way. But when it gets out of control to where it's affecting things that you know aren't harmful, but it's gotten to the point where it's like, 
your body is definitely telling you it's harmful. It's harmful. If you, it's harmful. If you go over there, I will react a certain way that, that you won't like. So just don't go and you don't go. Then that is definitely when you need help. Um, anxiety. And like I said, it's definitely normal for me during this quarantine. I, I didn't want to admit that if my anxiety or my depression or my mental health was getting worse because I kind of was feeling like I was getting better in a way. Um, you know, I've been really open to my friends about my mental health a lot. So I guess I'm going to be open to you guys now. Um, basically, I feel like I've struggled with anxiety for a really long time, but it hasn't gotten to the point where I would need like professional medication or help because I can still do my everyday lifestyle and I can still do things I just have this pit in my stomach that probably never stops and I always have worries going through my mind that I never really express only to my closest friends I express it but then another worry goes through my mind thinking oh well they really honestly are so annoyed that I'm saying this over and over again I should stop so then I feel like I should hold up and be alone and that's not good you should open up about these situations. And so whenever this quarantine has happened, it's been pretty tough because I can't see my friends face to face. So I like to FaceTime them or I like to message them. Um, it's been pretty tough, but I, I'm also blessed that I have a mom who's a psychologist and I have a brother who's pretty, we're pretty close, I guess. So for that, it's pretty, it's pretty simple and it's pretty easy, but it's also gotten definitely, definitely worse to where I would have different uh, like panic attacks in the middle of the night, even though I'm doing nothing wrong. And it would feel like my chest is like, my chest is super heavy. I can't breathe. I'm shaking, blah, blah, blah. And um, I didn't want to admit that it was getting worse because I didn't feel like it was getting worse. For this quarantine, I thought I was fine. I thought, you know, I'm just doing my everyday lifestyle things are going great, but, you know, I'm just still, I'm trying to do the best I can in the state that I'm in, you know, I'm still dancing, I'm still doing school, I'm still working, this was when I was working, guys, <laughs> I'm still working, I'm still doing things that I'm blessed to do, so I should have no room to feel like this, and yet I still do, and that was an issue that I wasn't really aware that I was, I don't know, that I was still dealing with, so, for that, I just wanted to say that that's my personal experience is I didn't want to admit the fact that my mental health was getting worse and that I was getting more anxious about my friends, about my family, about my future, about everything. So um, one day I was just taking a walk with my mom and I opened up to her and I was like, hey, mom, my anxiety is getting pretty bad and I really don't know what to do because I like... I can control it, you know, so if I can just control it, then I'll be fine, and um, my mom was like, you know what, anxiety, like, anxiety attacks is a different ball game, where, you know, like, yes, you can control your, you can control some part of it, but when it gets to a point where it's severe, and you can't control when anxiety attacks happen, or you can't control how you think, and you constantly tell yourself, oh, that's my anxiety, I'm not gonna think that way, Guess what's going to happen? Your brain's going to do the same thing that you're telling it not to do. And you're going to stress out. And you're going to think about it. So, I just went on a little tangent about that. Oops, my bad. But, 
that is that's what I've been dealing with in my mind right now, definitely right now. But my mom is def she's given me this helpful tool. Let me find it for you guys real quick. She gave me this book that I definitely want to recommend to everybody. I've been reading about a chapter a night because I think it's 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 based towards kids, teens and kids, but anybody can really read it. It's called Playing with Anxiety. It's um <coughs> excuse me, didn't mean cough. It's called Playing with Anxiety. It's Casey's Guide for Teens and Kids by Reed Wilson and Lynn Lyons. L-Y-N-N-L-Y-O-N-S. Um, it's there, it's free. It's a free PDF. There's a free ebook. You don't have to, it doesn't cost money. And it talks about the fact that anxiety is normal. It's fine. How can we take control of it? How can we process it? Because when we constantly deny our emotions and feelings, it's going to get worse. And I was talking to my friend about this a while back of how I was just constantly denying the fact that I was feeling terrible all the time and that my brain was just constantly picking at me all the time. And, um, you know, she was like, you denying this is making it like it will make it harder and it's going to make it worse. And so you sometimes we just really got to accept that we go through ups and downs ups and downs, you know, and it's fine to go through ups and downs. Everybody goes through ups and downs. And not one single person do I know has had a perfect mental health record where they felt great or they felt meh the whole time. I don't know a single person. I know people who go through ups and downs all the time. Do they not, do they not talk about it? Yes. And I think there's a difference between telling a random stranger, I have anxiety, um, I have anxiety. I overreact all the time to a person you just met, but open up to your guys, to your friends, to your family, because that's what they're there for. Okay, that went off. Ways you can help yourself, though, because as I said, my mental health was getting pretty worse, but I did some things that made me feel like I wasn't completely losing my mind, and maybe this will help you guys. I medit. I've been doing some meditation a lot. Um, I listen to a. I am Chinese, but I don't necessarily listen to Chinese music. But I've kind of been into the traditional Chinese music, and it's really peaceful. And if you can just like, if you just let it, it's so good. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, you can read books. I'm currently reading The Glass Castle. It's taking me a little while to read it, but it looks pretty good. And I, I'm like one third through it. And then after that, I have a book under it called uh, Fairies of New York. I think that's what it's called. Or The Little Fairies. The Good Fairies of New York. I don't know. It, those are the two books that I'm currently about to read. Highly recommend The Glass Castle. It's really good. It's a memoir of this author's life. Um, I think they made it into a film, which I did not know. So once I finish this book, I'm definitely going to watch the film. Um, talking to a loved one. Like I said, open up to your family, to your friends about how you were going in your mind and how it like how you know just open up because I promise you there is at least one person out there wanting to know that you are all right at least one and if you don't know a single one just realize that I am that one person because I feel everybody should process their emotions and feel like when is it right to get help? When is it right to, you know, get better? When is it right to just really process what's going on in your mind? 
I don't believe in staying stuck. I do not believe that at all at all. If I like if I'm depressed, I've gone through depression in and out all the time. But if I'm depressed, I'm not gonna be like, I'm depressed. I'm gonna stay here. I'm not gonna do anything to make me less depressed because I don't think that's gonna help you. That's there's a difference between doing that and being like, hey, right now I'm not feeling that great. And you know what? That's okay. I'm gonna find some ways where I can maybe feel better tomorrow. There's that difference. Um, also, I would say music. I love music all the time. Any, just any music is definitely a form of, um, I don't think it's called meditation, but I think it's called relaxation, self-relaxation or something. And then also prayer. I'm religious. You don't have to be religious to pray. Sometimes I feel like that also goes with meditation, I guess. But I feel like if you just can like close your eyes and just really talk to like, just talk and open up to your feelings. You don't even have to talk to like your family. If you want to talk to whoever you believe in, or if you want to talk to just the air or the earth, that that's what, that's what, I don't know. It'll, it'll, it'll definitely make you feel better. Um, things to avoid during quarantine and this time of moment where mental health is going up and down all the time, irregular schedule. I will admit I'm a hypocrite for saying that because I have such an irregular schedule due to the fact that um, I have so many siblings that I'm helping out in the morning and then I have to do this in the afternoon. And then, oh, guess what? It's 2.30 a.m. Uh-oh. Um, not good. Don't take after me. Try as hard as you can to keep a regular schedule. Um, something else. Lack of motivation. I will also admit I've been struggling a lot with a lack of motivation. There's definitely times where I've wanted to dance. And then there's times where I just am not motivated to dance. And then I feel guilty for not being motivated to dance. And I was reading a dancer's post about how she's feeling the same exact way. And how that is, that's okay to, that's okay. But if there's a point of time where it's when you have a lack of motivation to do everyday basic necessity things like cooking, like cleaning, like using the restroom, that really is when it starts turning into um, a mental health disorder like depression. Um, really stay motivated. Find ways where you can be motivated to do things like reading or music. You want to paint this afternoon? This afternoon, be motivated to clean your room before you paint. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think it makes some sense. Just just find ways to keep you moving forward instead of just staying stuck. Um, avoid not being okay. I know tons of people, like I've said earlier, who don't want to, who just don't admit that they're not doing so great or they they aren't, do yeah, they aren't doing so great, but they're like, oh, I'm doing fine. Everyone goes through this. I'm great. No, talk to a loved one. Talk to a friend. Talk to me. Talk to any, any person you know. No, okay, not any person. Talk to somebody that you're pretty close with about, hey, saying, hey, look, I'm not doing so great. Can you be my, like, reliable buddy, and can you check up in on me sometimes and see if I'm okay, and I'll do the same to you? Um, yeah. So those are my little things to avoid during quarantine. I wanted to go back to um, 
before I do that, I wanted to ask my lovely friend here who's been quiet this whole time, how sweet. I wanted to ask, because I'm going to move to a different subject real quick, but before I do, I wanted to ask how you've been doing during quarantine and how your mental health has been doing and what are some things that you you yourself have been doing to help you in that situation? Um, I'm not going to lie. I was a mental wreck for the first week or two of quarantine. I cried a lot. Um, it got so bad to the point where I took my prom dress that was hanging up and I threw it in my dad's closet because I couldn't stand to look at it anymore. I was really upset about it. Um, but then I talking to our drama teacher and um she was really upset too and we just talked about like how if it wouldn't have happened to our class it would have happened to someone else and like this is really serious time and it's really hard but the fact is it could have been worse like there could be more people going through this there are more things going on and so that's what kind of made me click to make me realize I could be in a way worse situation right now. And so I need to Mm -hmm. take the steps to make sure that I'm okay and that I'm getting better. Um, and one of those ways I've been doing it is by doing yoga. It's helping me relax. It's helping me, um, just forget everything that's going on and just focus on one thing at a time. Um, I have reorganized my room like three times. (laughs) Um, but in reality, I'm just taking care of myself and making sure that I focus on the things that are important to me and I put those things first. For sure. For sure. I definitely like how you were talking Wait, let me retract how you were talking about how you've realized that there are a lot of people in this world who have it worse and Um, ways that's one of the ways that I've coped is I like to think about the little blessings that I do have because um, a part of me tends to feel guilty for feeling so so down because I know people who have it worse than me and I'm like why am I thinking this way but then I've realized that that's normal to to feel sad about the things that you have lost but in order to feel better a different like a certain way is we can think about the things that we do have. We have health, we have food, we have water, we have shelter, we have a family. We are able to move our bones, we are able to rest, we are able to do certain activities like painting and reading. And um, that that's how I sometimes think of it too, is I think of all those little blessings that I do have. So yeah, thank you for saying that because I probably would have not said that if you didn't mention it. Okay. Um, we are almost out of time, actually, because (laughs) this is a certain thing. So what I'm going to, I'm going to talk about my next topic, but I'm going to make it kind of, I'm not going to go on a tangent about it, even though I really, really want to. My next topic is relating to dancers and the lack of motivation, because um, as a dancer myself, I feel like I always have to be motivated to dance or how dare I even want to be a dancer. Oh my goodness. I have to constantly be motivated to better myself. And if I don't dance, oh my goodness, I'm a terrible person. Why would I even want to consider being a dancer if I don't dance a certain day? And that's such a terrible mindset to think because, you know, as a dancer or as any person who loves to do something, if you feel like you're forced to do it, then you're not going to love it. You have to 
like in order to do it, you really, I really started appreciating dance definitely now when I've realized the things that I have lacked, like a studio space, a floor to like a good floor to dance on. And so I've, there's been times where I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm not dancing right now. I'm just, I, ugh, like, you know, I have space in my room. I, I can dance. But then also my body's like, no, you don't want to dance. And it's okay to go through those periods because then also there's definitely those times where I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to dance for 10 hours. Nobody bother me. I'm dancing in my room. If you open the door, I will accidentally kick you. And it's great because then I can, I, I feel that passion again to finally be able to do what I love. Um, I kind of wanted to relate that to dancers because I know many dancers who struggle with this. And right now, quarantine is also making, not making, but it is, it is making this sound normal. It's body dysmorphia. Um, body dysmorphia, I'll give you the technical term, is a mental disorder in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance. The need to quote unquote glow up. Um, as dancers, we always want to have that perfect body. We want to have that ballet body. We want to have those good shoulders. We want to be thin. We want to be very muscular. Um, it just depends on like, because each dancer is different. Um, I know many, many dancers who've been like, oh my goodness, am I too big? Do I look good if I suck in? I have done this many times where I will look in my mirror, in the mirror and I'll be like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Next time I go to the studio or right now, I'm going to work on it. And this is, this is after spending six to seven hours at the studio. I go home and I do sit-ups or I do something to where I can be in a different, in the shape that like, that like, no, it's not, it's not normal. A dancer's body is not normal. And, um, I'm not saying a dancer is a terrible human being and like that the dance industry is a terrible place to like go in because they make you all different. But in the ballet world, like traditionally, that's just how, that's just how it is, is to have that long neck, to have those beautiful lines. And I've come to the terms Right now, I've kind of come to with the terms that I am not normal. So why am I trying to make my body something that it's not? Like, my legs aren't normal. So why am I trying to make my thighs up a completely different situation? And luckily, I haven't had such a severe situation about it, though, because I do know several, pe I do know several people personally and people I've looked up to through social media or the convention world where they've gone on extreme diets and they've worked out 10 to 12 hours a day constantly and they feel like they're they're too fat even though they're so so skinny and they want to be a certain weight like they want to be 112 pounds but oh listen hun you're five six you want to be 112 pounds and you're five six five seven muscle weighs more than fat so then they then they feel bad about their body thinking they're heavier because the because the scale says they are when they're not realizing that their body is muscle. That is it. Um, I don't know why I just went on tangent. Okay. Anyways. So my story with body dysmorphia is just, I've, I've dealt with it. I will probably deal with it for a long time. I wish I could say there's a magic answer to just automatically snap, love yourself. There's not really you, you go through, I go through stages where I'm like, I'm so hot. And then there's times where I'm like, I'm 
ew, who do you even think you are? Like, why are you like, ew, gross? And, um, that's, that's, I know so many girls who do that. And right now the media is saying, oh my goodness, after quarantine, I'm going to glow up. Watch me. Here's some cool, here's some cool routines where you can be a skinny legend for summer, you know, like just because quarantine's here doesn't mean we're going to have hot girl summer. Well, no, um, it is okay, guys. I want to tell you right now, it is okay to gain some weight during this quarantine. You do not have a large space of a gym. You are not walking around a school or around town or different places. You are not doing, like, you're not doing your constant sports that you usually do. So it's totally normal to gain weight. And don't feel bad that you are. Um, if you feel the need to work out, I hope you feel the need to work out because you want to, not because you have to. Well, okay, there's a, there's a, having to and wanting to is kind of the same thing. Like I, I have to dance. I, I have to, I have to work out because it makes me feel good inside. But if you're doing it just so you can look good on the outside, then that's when it's a, you know what I mean? Um, I'm almost out of time. So I will post the links of ways we can cope with body dysmorphia on my description. Um, that was just a little tangent about how, uh, a lot of females and a lot of males have been struggling with it, and I know I'm not the only one who does. I know, and I don't like how right now society is telling you that you should be skinny this summer, and that oh, guess what? You want to work out? Here we go, work out, blah blah blah. I kind of find it really annoying because you are in a different setting than you have been. So if you gain weight, then that's fine. Why why look down on somebody who has gained weight? That's fat shaming, and I don't want I don't tolerate that because I think people are beautiful in any size. Um, I will definitely show you guys the link. Uh, let's see. I don't think I'm missing anything. I will discuss more about anxiety and depression as well as common mental disorders that teens and young adults and new adults like, you know, that we deal with, but we don't really talk about with my mom, who I've said 80 million times is a psychologist. So hopefully she'll, <laughs> she'll do better at explaining things than me. Yay. Um, also, if you want me to do a longer I will also not do, I will also do a longer podcast about self-esteem and how society has given us the wrong image with the celebrity, like there's celebrities that we look up to that we want to be that, that it's not it and how, how we can, how we can accept ourselves through like, I'll talk about plastic surgery as well, because it's an interesting topic that I've been doing research on. It's not bad. It's just how we, it's how we perceive it is that what's good or bad already i have five seconds left so thank you so much gabby thank you guys so much guys okay sorry guys i was in a rush because the timer was going down but i just wanted to make a proper outro thank you guys so much make sure you check out all my other episodes this one i'm i'm pretty proud of i'm pretty proud of um also just know i am not a professional i'm basing all of my information off of research that I've done from the internet, from my personal experiences, from people I've talked to. Um, there will be a professional coming on here very soon. I'm very, so stay tuned for that because I'm excited. Um, I want to thank you, Gabby, for joining. You barely spoke. You only said like a real story. You just said your little story, but thank you so much because I think it's very great to have a different, different reference other than me because we all go through different things. And if you may, you may be going through a completely different thing than I am. So, um, yeah, make sure you guys check out my other podcast. Make sure you hit 
the subscribe. Just kidding. This isn't a YouTube channel. <laughs> I wish. Just kidding. Alrighty. Thank you guys. Bye.